Hello, and welcome to Viewpoints, Dominion DMS's video podcast series, where we highlight our vendor partners. I'm Sharon Kitzman, president of Dominion DMS, and with us today, we have Russ Beckenstein. He's the president of Affinitive's CRM and TIV, which is trade-in value division for the Affinitive brand. Welcome, Russ. Thank you. Glad to be here. Excellent. Tell us a little bit about um, how things are going for you and your business in this market. Uh, we're almost done with Q1. I trust Q1 has been successful for you. It has been a challenging but fun, uh, <laughs> fun quarter so far. That's a great, great way to put it. Uh, this market is always a little challenging and throws a lot at our salespeople and our marketing teams, but I'm, I'm glad it's been fun. Um, so give us an example, maybe, of how your solution provides a unique value to dealers. There are a number of different CRM and trade-in value solutions that dealers could pick from in the market. Why Affinitive? Great question. Um, first off is uh, our tenure of our employees. And as everybody knows, that's a huge thing. Um, in our CRM division, uh, my tenure of most people that have been here with me uh, is about nine years. We have some people that have been here 19 years. So if you can imagine people in your dealership that have been there 19 years, how they are so tied into the community, right? Everybody has those salespeople that have been there for a long time, and they have a different plan than the way everybody else gets to work, and they sell more cars. Everybody agree with that, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one thing that makes us different, is we don't have a lot of turnover. We're a really tight team, and what the value that that brings to our dealers is uh, is they get the experience of not having to deal with someone new all the time. They're constantly getting a lot of feedback from our team, and that's what the field team is all about, is feedback and, and helping the dealers sort of crawl, walk, run, and fly. Excellent. It's hard to put a value on experience. Um, they, I imagine after 19 years, you've seen every sales process, every sales pay plan, and, and have some of those uh, solutions kind of ready and top of mind for your new dealers. Absolutely. When you um, think about all the different software um, that is needed to run a successful franchise uh, auto dealership, it's, it's pretty broad. Um, everything from websites and digital retailing through CRM, uh, F&I and desking parts service and, and warranty work, and, and then you have all the marketing and, and everything in between. How can our two companies, uh, being a, a DMS provider kind of at the, the core uh, system of the dealership and, and all of those other solutions that a dealer needs to operate their business, how can we work better together in in light of our common client, the dealer? Well, the one thing that I have seen work the best in the past is actual teamwork between us as vendors. Um, when a dealer calls and they have a problem with a software, you know, they may think it's on the CRM side or they think it's on the DMS side, when realistically it could be, uh, it could be a different interface from something that one of our companies uses uh, but the key to it is, is where I think the benefit comes by relationships like you and I have is we'll actually pick up the phone and call each other and go, hey, I just got off the phone with ABC. 
and you have somebody look at this and we talk, there are so many companies out there, we won't say any of the names of the big ones, some of the real, real big ones, but you know, they're their own company. They're their same company and they can't talk across the line sometimes like we could. Um, I can guarantee you that I, I know people at, at both of our competitors, which can be in the same company and they don't know their counterpart. And I'm sure they've never done something like this. It's unfortunate um, for the dealer, but I, I think I think it's a very common um, situation. Um, it's it's one of the things uh, that makes Dominion DMS unique, as well is that uh, we, we just want to provide the best possible DMS in the industry. I don't want to get into your business. No offense to your business. I'm sure it's a great business, but taking on you know those incremental uh, products and the feature functionality and the the life cycle and roadmap associated with that is, is not what we're about. We'd much rather have a strong partnership with people who are waking up thinking about CRM every day and continuing to innovate in that space. So the partnership is, is key and, and being able to have that relationship to fix things quickly on behalf of our joint dealers, I think is, is what you're saying we could, we could continue to improve on. Absolutely. All right. Um, so in this ever-evolving industry that we're in, you alluded to Q1 being a fun time for you. Um, I think we always see ups and downs, right? Is there a pending recession? Is, is there a potential you know, war or escalation uh, going to happen in, in Europe? Who knows? But um, there's always upside and downside uh, potentially for our dealers. When you and your team sit around the strategy table on any given day. What are you talking about in order to help dealers take advantage of potential upside in the market using your solution and potentially mitigating downside in the market? Um, both great questions. Uh, you know, we've got some of our dealers that are very, very forward thinking and have actually had us, this is part of what you're talking about with the downside. Is you know for the last two years everybody has had basically three customers. I'm just using a rule of thumb number: three customers for every car. So a lot of bad habits are formed at dealerships during good times. We've gotten away from some of the very basic things like the road to the sale, um, scheduling appointments, calling out best hours to call, and all those things. So we've had some of our really progressive groups that have asked me to come in. I've been doing them now for the last four months on the road where I'm going to some of these groups in these larger cities, they're bringing in a lot of the GMs. And we're talking about getting back to the basics. Um, not so much, I guess, basics probably isn't the right word, but going back to the core of what we do. You know, uh, let's prospect a customer. Let's do outside prospecting. Um, Geofencing, which is another thing we, we can do, I'd love to talk about. But a lot of this of getting back into the data, getting back into your DMS, getting back into those customers, instead of just sort of standing there waiting on somebody to walk up. So that's a good side and a bad side because dealers are starting to see that, oh, I need to get back into this. You know, NADA statistics, of course, 2% of a dealer's database comes back to the market every month. How many of them are coming back to that dealership? Okay, very, very few. Right. Uh, that's what we're trying to help dealers do. So that's one thing that we've really been focused on on the CRM side. Uh, is getting back to people using the functionality that's been there forever, getting into the data, um, pulling the sold customer records, 
pulling you out the uh, uh, did they finance, did they lease, um, but did they pay cash, uh, payment ranges, uh, did they buy insurance, any of that stuff, um, and all of those types of things. So I think that that is both. That's on the upside and the downside of what's changing in the market. Uh, definitely, I don't think anybody will disagree going into uh, this year, there's going to be a lot less vehicles out there with a lot of equity in them. Mm -hmm. um, and we have first time I, I think in history where we had people leasing cars that were coming and dropping them off and walking out with big fat checks. Um, so I don't know if that market will ever come back, but just totally different. Uh, but the good side to that is that there will not be a lot of vehicles out there for customers to connect. We have to deal with that as well. Right, right. You know, you bring up a good point about the market shifting and maybe not being as easy to grab low-hanging fruit that was there um, at a higher profit margin for the last couple of years. I think the consumer has changed a little bit as well, um, and not having as maybe as much flexibility in their schedule or their day to engage in a sales cycle with a dealer uh, with more of a return to work uh, effort for some businesses as well. So it's it's interesting. It's it's constantly evolving and you got to kind of roll with the punches, but know um, what to do about it to optimize uh, the revenue stream for your business. So it's great to hear that you're out there helping dealers with that and uh, and learning from the dealers that you work with. At Dominion DMS, um, you know, we provide uh, the best possible DMS that we can to our dealer clients. As I mentioned before, we're, we're not interested in being a CRM provider, but what we are interested in doing is making sure that we're as tightly integrated to as many software providers um, as possible for our dealers. That means, you know, not throttling the data, not limiting integrations, um, because maybe we have a sister company that does the same thing. So we're looking to really change the game in that way and um, be open to integration with anyone and everybody um, who our dealers want us to integrate. As a vendor, um, what what kind of advice would you give me and my team as we kind of set off on this quest to be as, as strong of a DMS provider as possible, but as open to the rest of the market as possible? Well, listening to dealer feedback, of course, is always important. Um, there, of course, is that line of what works good for one dealer may not work good for the next 10. Uh, I'm sure you deal with that every day like we do. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great feedback. The old adage of two heads, heads are better than one, right? So uh, I would say listening is the first part. And I mean, that's that's the same for my company as yours. Um, but also, and I, again, I have to go back to, I think it's one of the, one of the main things is be responsive. Um, nothing's worse than, hey, we don't understand this or we, it needs to be different. And okay, here's your ticket number. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It ends, or they get a follow-up email three months later, which is even worse. And I see those when I when I do it to other companies, and then I get a ticket three months later, follow-up. It's like really, that's I've moved on. Mm -hmm. um, so I think being responsive uh, and listening. Yeah. 
Which I mean, yeah. basically, it's it's a marriage, right? When, when we right. part with the dealership, it, it's a marriage, and just like any good marriage, is all about uh, listening yeah. and being responsive. And you know, both of those things take a concerted effort to block off time in your day, right? To do both, because you can fill your day with so many kind of administrative or meaningless uh, tasks, and and maybe getting back to basics like you're talking to your dealers about as well is a good reminder um, for those of us in, in the software business. I have a couple of dealer calls I have to return uh, after we're done with this podcast today. Um, we don't have office uh, numbers here in our office. Everybody just carries a cell phone and that makes us available to dealers at all times, uh, but finding the time to um, to carve out on the calendar to, to place the callbacks and to not rush them off the phone, but truly listen to what they have to say is, is something that I find critical. Well, great. Um, is there any advice that you would like to share with dealers who are out there listening to this podcast? If they're considering either a change in CRM providers or taking a look at the affinitive CRM and TIV suite of solutions, any way that they can engage it with you um, specifically or anything that they should keep in mind when getting into a buying cycle? Uh, yeah, first thing is, uh, you know, like I said, times are changing. Um, it's not a news flash to anyone. But we're going to have to, as a dealership, we're going to have to work every single part we have. What I mean by that is we're going to have to work sales and service. If your CRM uh, or your DMS is not being able to push you service records, closed ROs, open ROs in real time, if your CRM, there are a lot of them out there that are big CRMs that do not have any service component, that's a huge problem in my opinion because service is going to carry dealerships for a while. It's really going to go back to, uh, I don't know if it would be a 50-50, as we all know, parts, service, and, and sales, uh, but it's going to be a pretty hefty part back to the, of, of that to, uh, of that three piece. Um, so that's a huge part. And again, that's a DMS and a CRM that you need to make sure you're getting that data. You know, the other thing I would say is, you know, how do you track the customers that are not coming back to your dealership. I alluded a little bit before to geofencing. Um, we can actually do that and we can circle your uh, a dealership's uh, competitors. So for instance, if you're at ABC Honda and CBE Honda is 20 miles away, we can actually circle around that parking lot of that dealership. We geocache your data and your customers and we tell you that, hey, your customer just went back there, whether it was for service or sales, we can let you know. Um, because that's an opportunity. Again, did they move? Why are they going there? Were they upset with you? Uh, we also build in some automated email automation to automatically reach out to those customers. So again, the dealership is busy, doesn't have to do some other things. So we're trying to be forward thinking in that. That's another reason why, to answer your question, that somebody should look at us. Uh, as far as trade-in valet, uh, still uh, has been for a long time. We saw the largest uh, bid team, in-house bid team, based out of Houston, Florida, or Houston, Florida, Houston, Texas. I'm in Florida today. <laughs> based out of in Houston, Florida is not a real place. Houston, Texas. Um, and we're seeing such a change there and such a shift because used car prices are all over the place. Hmm. 
Um, we we will buy cars a lot like some of our competitors or like one of our competitors. But uh, you know, we've had some that are just we we bought and then they went way up. So uh, it's all over the place and they really need that extra set of eyes. So another reason yeah. why they work with Affinitive. So plugging that potential profit leak on, on the used car valuation side. Uh, that as well as, uh, you know, we're, we haven't dealt with it in a while, but we're about to get back to a lot of frozen capital. Yeah. Or sitting on your lot that you, you put too much in because the time, not that the dealership did anything wrong, but just the time. And right. it's, Sitting there, and and you know we'll help them move those vehicles on so they can ship with something that's going to draw the customers. In. Excellent, excellent. Well, those are all great points, and great reasons why dealers should uh, take a look at Affinitive for their solutions. Um, before we go today, Russ, um, I, I mentioned we're in a new office. By the way, I, I'm in Florida as well, in in Boca Raton, and um, we we surveyed our team as to what they wanted to name our conference rooms uh, after, and they picked muscle cars. So we have a Mustang room and we have a Camaro room, but we still have one more conference room to name. So now that we're uh, both here in the automotive industry, you probably have a favorite uh, car. Hopefully it's a muscle car, but maybe you could share me with it. Maybe it'll incite my team to name the third conference room. Well, I have a great name for a conference room after a car, especially in what we do, being, okay. being SAS, Gremlin. <laughs> I don't know that anyone would consider that a muscle car, but it is a car. That is had, true. So. They had a Gremlin X. We <laughs> only made it two years, I think, 76 and 77. <laughs> I had a, a turbocharged Dodge Omni as a uh, my first car in college. I have no idea why uh, an Omni needed a turbocharger on it, but I tried to I tried to tee up that one and it, it got shot down right away. So I'll I'll give them the Gremlin and see what they do. Well, the Gremlin is you know is we're constantly dealing with technology and there's always Gremlin. True. Yeah, it's like a bug potentially, like a bug, oh, right? I didn't think yeah. of a bug. That is a <laughs> well, actually probably a better but not really. <laughs> oh, funny. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Russ. I truly appreciate it. And uh, also really just enjoyed the conversation with someone else in the automotive industry, trying their best every day to wake up and solve dealers' issues and provide the best possible software uh, to help them along the way. So best of luck to you uh, in Q2 and beyond. And thank you for your partnership. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. You too.